1: Christy, you ready to chat?
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I, I love this. I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours.
1: Okay. So in the last episode, um, we kind of hinted towards that, just like we have choices, right? We have choices every day about how we get to make decisions for ourselves. And we, as part of the mind body series, we wanted to talk about what it looks like to um, or what we do, what we think it looks like to fuel our bodies the best way we can in a healthy way. And um we're hoping to kind of talk about mindset around that because I think it starts there, right? Like it starts about how we think about food, our relationship with food. Um, and then from that, like once that's healthy, it's easier to make wiser decisions yes. with how we feel our bodies. So mm-hmm we've talked about this a little bit offline, but, um, I was telling Christy, I've been in a few conversations recently with women, our age, and I've heard, you know, just like going in circles about like, just hearing what people were talking about with, um, dieting and diet culture still and mass calorie counting or being like so frustrated. And I'm not sure if it stems from the fact that women, our age, our bodies are changing kind of on a hormonal level. So like, Maybe what we were doing before isn't working. So people are grasping at different stuff that could be part of it, but there's just such a component of, it's not just like, oh, how do I eat healthy? Like, I just think there is still a culture that we live in where people are so fixated on how to be skinny or how to like lose weight. And we don't know how to do that in a healthy way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's something to talk about. I agree. Let's chat about it because I, I think I think it's so multifaceted and, and it's almost hard to talk about because it's so multifaceted. And I think we've talked about talking about this a couple of times and <laughs> we never have because it's kind of like, eek, like where do you even begin? And like, how do you, it's so, it can be all encompassed. Like, how do you touch on this the right way? Mm-hmm. And so certainly not trying to offend anyone or, um, or say that our way is better than anybody else's way. Again, this is just a, a a mindset podcast, a conversation between two friends, take it or leave it, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, but I think that I'm just going to get straight to the punch on this. I think that we stopped thinking about food as fuel for our bodies. A, we stopped, Stopped thinking about food as, um, almost as like a, a right or a privilege to be able to feed our families whole nourishing foods. And instead in the fifties and sixties, when women started to go back to work, we started thinking about how can we convenience food? How can we make food convenient instead of thinking about how can we nourish our bodies with food? We, we lost touch there, mm-hmm. um, food became packaged food became fast food became and, and and in the process of doing that we stripped nutrients from the food mm-hmm. and we destroyed our soil and I could go on and on about that because that is basically what I am trying to work against right now here on our farm um but i i do think that there's a shift towards getting back to that, which makes me so happy, but there are still people who got swept up in that cycle of convenience and fast foods who got their bodies to a place where they were no longer healthy with the shape of their bodies or the size of their bodies. And then they didn't know what to do anymore. They didn't have the tools in their pocket. And so they turned to counting calories or Weight Watchers or uh, eating frozen diet-based meal plans or whatever, you know, whatever it is just out of like sheer, um, need, you know, or, or lack of knowledge of what else to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I think if, if we could back it way up and simplify, right. Like, I think we've overcomplicated this, like if we can back it way up and just recommit to really, um, thinking about food at the most basic level as like a seed that's planted into the ground that then grows and really get back to the fundamentals of like, what is food? Um, I think that would heal a lot of the brokenness that we've gotten into with diet culture, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it does make sense. And I think like we're so, it's such a complex topic and everyone has an opinion. There's you know, when I studied, um, the holistic through a holistic nutrition school, it's called institute institute through integrative nutrition. We studied a hundred different dietary theories. So there's a million good, and some of those are really good. There's just a million options out there of how to do this and how to eat. And there's going to be the next person who's going to say this way works and that way works. Um, because we live in a place of where we still have whole foods that grow from the ground, even if it's not in the best soil, but that, um, you know, and then we have a whole (laughs) slew of food we've invented. And so it's like, we have all these choices. um, And we have to make sense out of that. And I think like, what makes me sad is that I think specifically for women, just because that's the people I have a passion for with this is that we've become so confused on to like how to give ourselves the best chance to feel healthy. And like, we are like women are supposed to have bodies that sustain bearing a child that sustain. If you want to nurse a child, like you have to be able to have calorie and nutrient dense foods in your body to be able to do those things, you can't have kale leaves and ice chips and be able to like feed a, a whole human, you know. And so it's like we got to the point where we glorified just like cutting down. I don't know, just not consuming what we need to consume to be whole people.
0: Well, we we started thinking about food as a calorie as a calorie count. Yeah, right? yeah, and and so from that standpoint. And I know there are people out here would, who would like majorly disagree with me, but a hundred calorie Twinkie or however much calories are in a Twinkie—I don't freaking know—is uh, is not the same as calorie, um, a hundred calorie piece of steak or a hundred calorie potato or whatever. Right. Those two yes. things, those two things, from an, a purely energy standpoint, sure, a calorie is a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. It's a measure of energy. Fine, that's the same but when we take that into our bodies, it is not the same. Um, and like you said, with the man-made food, like, um, man-made food is shelf stable. It is able to travel far distances. It is able to sit in your lunchbox at room temperature all day so that you can eat it on the go. Um, and dang, they're delicious because they usually have sugar and preservatives and uh, MSG and things that make them taste so freaking good. And I've, when I've gotten into the places of eating those sugary or savory things, even chips, like, that and hurts. then I go to eating, then I go back to eating healthy. The healthy food doesn't taste good anymore. We've, we've reprogrammed our taste buds in our bodies to, to really crave those artificial flavors that are so addictive and delicious. Right. hmm but if you do a cleanse, if you've ever done a cleanse, and like I've done cleanses before, where like Whole 30 or something, where I wasn't eating any sugar, and then I go and I have a banana, that banana tastes like ice cream, sweet like to cotton me, cotton candy. <laughs> yeah. And so you yeah. almost have to like detox your taste buds because, based on you know, depending on what you've been eating, to get you know, there's a little bit of a of a, um, of, a of a curve there to retrain yourself, like what does taste good and what is nourishing and a calorie is not just a measure of energy, but it'll, it also its also, this food is not just a measure of energy, but it is also something that's going to either heal me or make me sick. That's it. Those two things. Okay. So on that
1: topic, this is like, it's this, it it goes with it. Just bear with me for a second. But I remember when I, it was 10 years ago. Um, I was just getting daily stomach pains. I mean, it was terrible. And I had been to doctor after doctor, after doctor, I've done testing, all this stuff. I was at my chiropractor and I asked him one day, I'm like, okay, I took a gluten intolerant, like intolerance test, or actually it was a celiac and it came back negative. So I was like, I guess I can eat it. And he's like looking at my arms and I had like um, all those bumps and he was just like examining. And he was like, You don't need a test to tell you that you shouldn't eat it. You shouldn't eat it. It's very obvious. It's coming out on your skin. You are rashy. He was like, I'm telling you right now, like you're gluten intolerant. And if you take it out, it doesn't matter if you don't have celiac disease. That's great. That's great for me because celiac disease is very severe. And like, I don't want anybody to have that. I didn't want to have that. But the reality was it's almost like, because I didn't have that, I was still allowing myself to have something that did not bode well for my body. And he had to tell me, and it sounds so stupid, but he was like, no, like, stop eating that. Like, it is not good for you. Like that for me, for my body, he was like, it's just not, it's not good for you. And so it was almost like I needed or wanted permission or somebody to tell me how to eat when I actually really knew that that wasn't working for me. And the reason why I didn't want to do it is because I knew how inconvenient it was going to be for me. It meant like that we couldn't just do like regular pizza and that like when I went to friends houses, I couldn't have all, like I knew it was going to be a whole lifestyle shift that at that time, 10 years ago, it wasn't as easy to eat gluten-free as it is now. Like there just wasn't as, so I think like some of it is we already know if we're real with ourselves, what actually makes us feel good. Like we, we've all been through cycles where we're like, wow, like I actually felt really good and that made me feel good, but I just don't think we're, Always willing to do the things we need to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think what you said, I want to just say it again for the people in the back. You do not need a test to tell you what your body is already feeling. And I think that is so important to reiterate because I've heard this time and time as a nurse, I've heard this time and time as a friend or as a family member that people don't feel well and they keep going to their doctors and their doctors say everything checks out fine. And a test is only as good as, a, as the person who invented that test, right? And in 50 years from now, we're going to have new tests that weren't available to us today. And because that test isn't available yet, it can't detect what we're feeling yet, but you're, you're powerful. You have to go with your gut, literally sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> no pun intended, but it works. Um, and, you know, try out different things that work for your body. And I think this goes along so well with our mindset podcast, because something Lindsay and I believe so strongly in is intuition. And if you can build that intuition in yourself where you, where you trust yourself to say like, I don't feel good after I eat pizza. What's up with that? Is it the sauce? Is it the cheese? Is it the crust? Like, And and see when else you don't feel well. And if, you know, and then just kind of like play around with it and learn how to feel what, how your body connect with your body after each meal and see how you feel you know and make your switches from there um and stop thinking about food as calories please yes please, and
1: please. and like we need to stop thinking about food as just like our like what our physical body is going to look like because like for me the gluten thing do you know like the the biggest impact that i've had about that is i used to have massive brain fog and if you know what i'm talking about it's terrible it's just like your brain just constantly feels like you can't recall things. It's just when you are eating things that it's inflammation in your brain. And so I was eating food that really my body just couldn't process. Right. And so the, the impact of that wasn't just on my physical body and feeling bloated, which was enough for me to not want to do that, but just like the lightness that I felt um, just, I don't know there's, there's so many things that have improved for me for that and that could be something else for you but um it's just so much more than food is just so much more than like our for
0: our physical self you know and it's so it's so different because like even on the on the whole gluten like I know a lot of people are are insensitive or sensitive to gluten and also dairy and like Gluten and dairy, it's so frustrating to me because gluten and dairy have both changed so much over the over time, because of the way it's been processed and industrialized and handled and, and so the gluten that we're eating today is not the same gluten that our, our grandparents and our great par- great grandparents were eating um, 100 years ago, you know, it's, it's changed a lot and so I I really could just go on and on about the industrialized food system. And and that is just my total passion. But, um, you know, who's to say that that if we hadn't mismanaged our, our the food industry, that we wouldn't be having these issues now. But I guess, you know, I have to remind myself that I can't focus my energy there. It's not productive. Like, what can I do you know um aside from just like blaming big ag and and whatever i need to, i need to find steps that i can take for myself and i think it's really just like each meal i have to think about where it came from i want to connect to my food as best as i can i think it's so important to have a small little garden and now's the time to start planting seeds if you're in Ohio like you know m- plant one thing this year just so you can connect with your food and it's just there's something about that that really just I don't know, opens, opens you up to understanding like how powerful and cool food can be when you're connected with it at the soil level, you know,
1: and kids love that too. My kids have never been so excited to see like a pepper growing out of our own garden. Um, yeah, let's share some of the things that we do maybe that, um, that we do food wise, health wise. Um, again, we've both been on our own individual journeys, but, um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I've tried every single diet or thing that there is. Um, not necessarily like weight loss diet, but I've tried, I was a vegan for a little bit. I, um, I dabble in ketosis and, um, like the you know carnivore diet or um you know i've i've done all the things and for me i know i feel the best when i eat maybe some of you are familiar with whole 30 um when i eat like a whole 30 basically just whole foods no sugars that is when i feel my very very best and so mm-hmm. that's how i try to eat um obviously we moved to a farm like we're going to start farming and we're getting a dairy cow in a couple of months. And I know that that's not, um, that's not something that's always like feasible for everyone to do, but you can do a lot in just a quarter of an acre growing your own food and connecting, um, with your own food sources. And so anyway, for me though, eating whole 30 based, um, growing my own vegetables, food. Mm -hmm. Um, it just makes me feel so empowered and in control of what I'm consuming. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something positive for for the soil and for the earth. And so anyway, what about you, Lindsay?
1: Um, okay. I so we this year got a fourth of a cow. So that was kind of fun. Um, so this is not, <laughs> the vegans are going to be like, but, um, we are not vegans here at this house. So, um, we did a fourth of a cow, which is great. Cause it was local. It makes it so easy, cost-effective. Oh my gosh. I love that. I don't think I'll ever go back. It's so nice to have it here. You know,
0: did you, did you have perfect. to buy like a, a freezer to put it in? Yeah, or- we yeah. did.
1: Yeah. We invested in like a deep freeze just to store it in the basement, but I'm telling you, it has been just, I mean, yeah, I think we've saved, you save so much money. It's a big investment in the beginning, but it's gotten us through a whole winter with three boys. So we don't eat it every day, but you know, it's a lot of meat. And so um, that's been like one way that we've tried to do something local. But I I think the way that I feel best eating is usually I'll fast until noon. Um, I do have coffee and I'll eat like, a pretty decent lunch and then dinner too um that's just what I feel best doing I I like you know if I get enough protein I love vegetables um and I probably kind of the same exact way that you eat probably is how I've Mm -hmm. landed I mean I've tried a lot of different things I um I just have a sensitive system i would say too so that's just how i feel the best um and then one thing that you touched on i don't know if it was last episode or if you mentioned the beginning of this but um is electrolytes have changed my game and this for anybody who's active like runners or anybody who works out a lot electrolytes and replacing salt uh I think I didn't understand. That's another thing that I probably had a weird relationship with. Like you grew like I grew up thinking like, Oh, salt is the enemy and too much salt is bad and all of that. And so, um, somebody had this quote that it's like, don't blame sugar or don't blame salt for what sugar did. And so I started to understand salt and how our body needs to replenish that, especially as athletes or people who work out a lot. And that has been like, Oh my gosh. So re-energizing. Um, Mm-hmm. so that's been like a big part of i think like just what, what do i call it not like my diet but just every day i've taken those for the probably the past almost year. Yeah. i love them and um do do you use um yes i do and then i also use the other one that what's use. your favorite my favorite is watermelon salt yeah. I also use Ultima. The kids okay. like that one. Cause it's not as salty. So I'll do that as a Gatorade alternative, yeah. you know, for their stuff. So Ultima, you can get right. it like a whole foods or fresh time or whatever. And then, um, element is Christy and is like favorite and it's super salty. Oh my gosh. They're addicting and they taste. They're
0: bomb. so good. They What's have every favorite? flavor. And they also, I really like the chocolate salt flavor, which I know that sounds super weird, but I like to have chocolate salt after dinner. It's like an after dinner treat, and then I like the orange salt during the day. Um, yeah, the citrus bundle is it's so good. good and you guys, if you're listening and you haven't tried it yet, you can get like a free bundle. So reach out to Lindsay. I think she has a. Co- Did you find your code? Lindsay has a code to give out. No, because well, I. Mm. One of us will have a code for you. I had
1: been ordering off of Amazon. And so then I didn't get the, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not getting the perks, but I'm going to get the perks now. So yes. Um, but it's so good. You guys, it's so good. Uh, the walk that we are going to put on, we'll have them there. We'll talk about it. But I had that last year at the walk and everybody loved it. So anyways, I, I think like I guess the whole point of why we're talking about food is we just want to empower our friends and women to know that it doesn't have to be so daunting, right. you know, to make choices. Like Chrissy's are really eating carrots right now on our zoom call. So like, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just like what
0: I, it, it does not have to be complex. It can be easy. And um mm dial it down and like we said earlier there, or like I said earlier there might be like a little phase where your kids or your husband or you are like this doesn't even taste good but I promise in like a week or two those I mean the b- most basic meal that you can make is like chicken with rice and cooked carrots or cooked broccoli or whatever and I it may sound bland but like after you detox all the junk out that that is like such a healthy yummy nourishing meal um add a little butter and salt and boom, done. It doesn't have to be difficult, you know,
1: no, scale it back. It doesn't bring back the hard boiled eggs. My kids love those. Like just everything that's just easy. And, um, but, but I think like, again, not to harp on it, but it's just, I, I want us to be in a place where our mindset isn't so consumed about, yes, like, I don't think it's, I think it's fine to care about what you look like. Everybody does to an extent but it's more about if we can shift our mindset into like gosh how can i feel my body to feel my best because if we're feeling our best then we can like exercise any way we want to and do right. that and we feel awesome doing that but if we're not feeling our bodies how do we even have energy to do anything else you know yeah
0: yeah i mean if you if you dial it back just like lindsay said you're going to start to feel better and look better arguably um as a result of just making those basic level food changes um and you know i think this goes back to you know what we were talking about earlier but like restricting calories might be a short term solution to looking better or feeling better um but there's a whole other component of metabolic health that we could spend there's whole podcast about metabolic health so go you know if that interests you go go listen to those but like when you restrict calories you change your metabolism and when you change your metabolism you're you're messing with your body's you know hormones and cycles and regulatory system so much so that you're you're basically setting the new standard of like, okay, well now in order to lose weight, you have to eat less and less and less and less, um, restrict calories more and more and more and more. And so you don't want to mess with your metabolic health. And I think that's something that we've learned in the 2020s from, as a result from all of the fad diets that came in the nineties and the early two thousands, you know, Mm -hmm. metabolic health is super key. So Yeah. If you did damage those things, you can repair them. And that's the beauty of the body. It just takes time. You have to give yourself grace. And again, just connecting with your food is going to be a game changer.
1: Yeah. But all in all, just freedom. We want to feel free. We want to feel good and free to
0: do the things that we want to do. Celebrate, celebrate when we want to celebrate, you know, dial it back when we want to celebrate, not have any shame. Or stress related to our food, you know, really. Uh,
1: yes. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Anything
0: else? I mean, I feel like we could go on and on. Plant a garden. Can I say that again? Plant a garden. You know, seriously though, like I, I think there is something really crazy happening with our food industry. And I know you've all seen the jokes about the eggs and the price of the eggs and the, you know, food shortages and things like that. But like if I could say one thing on repeat, it would be like, make yourself as self-sufficient in the food department as you can, and you can do a lot. There are tons of books. <laughs> Trust me, I know there are tons of books at the library on how sustain how to self-sustain on, on a quarter of an acre. And there are fun projects. Your kids will love them. You know, do them over the summer, find a new project and grow something, and then find a new recipe and eat it. You know, what's your um,
1: favorite resource, Christy? To share. Like, do you have like a
0: blog or a website? Oh no, the or... library. <laughs> just in general. Just in general, okay. just go read the library and hoard every book you can find until you're in library jail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just go to the library. I don't I don't really have a, a blog that I read about that, but if you're interested in learning about the food system and all the scary parts of it, my mentor Madison Binding blog at Madison Mining blog has a food highlight go watch that and then you'll go to the library immediately uh-huh. after
1: yeah I um, think that is fun I last year it was my second attempt for like a garden and this year I think I'm going to do raised beds just because it didn't go deep enough but um, it was fun and it's like even if you get a few things, it's really exciting to grow your own stuff. And it's a learning curve, just like anything else. You're not going to like, yeah. I mean, you could get really lucky, sprinkle some seeds and, you know, have a big heart at harvest. But I think like even worst case scenario is you learn something new about where your sun hits and how to grow something
0: and you get better. A pack of it. seeds is like a dollar at Lowe's or $2, you know, like who cares if you fail, just give it a try. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, w- I guess that is my, that would be my disclaimer before you read all the library books, library books are written to perfection. Blog posts are written to perfection and they can be paralyzing and overwhelming in themselves. Like, so even if you do read those, like it doesn't have to be as perfect as it's written. You just go throw some seeds in the soil and sprinkle it with some water and give it some sun. See what happens. Amen. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Okay. Prepare your mighty bounty.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so what what are we, what's our takeaway, Lindsay, from all this? Like what do we want to do? Well, reiterate? I just think
1: it's the perfect time to sit with what our goals are. Our own goals. Everybody has their own goals. Be willing to switch our mindsets around food and also be in like Get real with ourselves about what's working and what's not and being willing to make that shift. Yes, totally agree. And go after it because, you know, you're the only one that can control that. So, and it's not as hard. And when you get in a groove, like we've talked about, even with all these like 30 day challenges, just doing one week of something, you'll be like, oh, it's like
0: so much easier than I thought it was going to be.
1: Yes. Harding totally. is
0: always the hardest part. Yes. If you show up and get started, you've you've jumped the biggest hurdle and then it's
1: smoother sailing from there. Yeah. And then you become a gluten-free girl who makes sourdough bread. It's just really weird. <laughs> Wait, <do you laughs> More on that later. Everybody always asks me, they're like, so you make it, but you don't eat it. Uh, every now and then I'll have a piece and then I kind of regret it. But my family eats it. I make it for people. I love to make it. It's yeah. so fun. So that's why I do it. It's a skill yeah. that I like to have. You make it too. It's fun. But yeah, yeah. I limit I limit it for myself. But just fun fact, if you do eat homemade sourdough bread, the gluten content is way less than normal bread. So that's why like most people that aren't celiac, they can have it um, to
0: an extent. So tolerate it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I hope you guys are all just mention this. I hope you guys are all still, still throwing away one thing a day or rehoming one thing a day. Yes. Let us know how that's going. Um, I threw away an old, uh, supplement today that was expired. That was my thing.
1: Mm, nice. I threw away, um, makeup that I've been ha- holding on to for so long just because it's like good makeup, but it's like old makeup, you know, yeah. needed to go. Yeah. Bye. Yep. yep. Gotta go.
0: Okay. All right. Everyone have a great day. <laughs> Ruby's here. Gotta go. All right. Toodle-oo. Bye.